host of Late Night Whenever. Please give it up for Michelle Buto. Mr. Rob Lewis, yes! What up? My black Dr. Phil. We didn't even discuss it, but the royal wedding had happened. Yeah. Did y'all watch it? Yes. It was cute. Someone goes, no. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was not bad. I was like, oh my God, she truly is my go way. You know what I mean? I was like, why are all these people lined up for an interracial wedding? That was mine. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> No, it made me think of my wedding for real because um, I'm the only child, I like to say, because my parents got it right the first time out. But it's really because they don't fuck. And um, <laughs> that's what happened. And when I was um, picking out my dress, I remember just thinking like, ooh, this is going to be my thing. It's going to be ethereal. I'm going to look like a Greek goddess that's also Puerto Rican. I don't know. I'm not Greek or Puerto Rican. It was just a look I was going for. And I remember I put a lot of money down on my dress and I went to go show my mom and I was like, I said yes to the dress. And she just looks at me and she goes, huh. And I was like, what that mean? And she's like, huh. And I go, what that mean? And this is what she said to me straight up. She's like, I don't know how to be happy for you when you're walking down the aisle in this dress. Yes. Yes, I didn't say it, but I looked at her and I was like, really, bitch? <laughs> like, not enough free champagne at the fucking wedding store could, like, fucking help. So I was like, okay, fine. You pick the dress and I'll just wear it. You pay for it. So she picked the dress and it looked, I looked like it was, like, my quinceanera, like, straight up. <laughs> like, it was everything but bitty, bitty, bomb bomb. You know what I mean? It was all of it. It was insane. And we even, um, she picked the the venue and like the city. So my parents live in Florida, so my husband's from Holland and we're in New York. We got married in Miami in July, which is like, it's 40% cheaper to get married during hurricane season, by the way, which is why we did that. And these poor Dutch people, if you ever need a refund, honey, these poor Dutch people just came to Miami in July and they just sweated. They melted. I mean, they looked like they were on Naked and Afraid, but with clothes. They were dizzy and hot. Their lips were getting black. They were just like holding on to a shrimp shell, like, ooh, protein calories. You never saw Naked and Afraid? Uh, yeah, once. One episode. One episode? Yeah. I like it. If you watch more than one episode, you really just stop seeing all the butts. Yeah. Because it's a lot of ass at first. It's like, ooh, why are they bending over so much? Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of bending when you're in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the fuck was I talking about? A wedding. So, Rob. Oh, Lord. I'm out you right now. Jesus. <sighs> he can't save you. <laughs> Rob's been married. Wow. <laughs> in my, form, on, in my former life. Yeah, in a former life. Yeah. In a former life. Okay. Is yeah, that what well, we You said? know what it is? It's one of those things that you do and you know you shouldn't do it, but you do it anyway. <laughs> That's what that was. And it's funny thing is. Um, so, wait, uh, you knew it wasn't going to work out. I knew it wasn't the right thing to do. 
I knew it. And, and, and what's crazy is God knew it too. And the way he knew it. <laughs> Where he at? And the Where way he, he knew it. I'm going to show you how he showed up. Yeah. And the way God, this, you know, what we call the universe or whatever, but it's like yeah. it snowed. It blizzard the whole night before we were supposed to go do it. We were supposed to go do it on Valentine's Day, and it was going to be like this thing where it was supposed to be romantic. But for me, it was if I didn't jump off the mountain, I wasn't going to never do it. And so I was like, well, let's go and do it across the street at the Justice of the Peace. And the night before, a blizzard hit. Okay. So the very next day, we were snowed in, and all of the offices were closed. And that was my out. And it was like, yo, oh, guess what? It didn't happen today. It's never going to happen at all. And as I was walking downstairs for some, we were in this hotel and we were with this stage play. And as I was walking downstairs, this guy was like, hey, man, let's just go check in this room and see. I I hear music in there. Let's see what's happening in there. And we opened the doors and there's a surprise wedding for us. Yeah. Your friends put it together? They put it together. They got some preacher to come through the snow and they made some little makeshift cake. And it was terrible. And it was one of those things where... (laughs) Yes! Yeah. um, And I should have ran out the door. I should have. I should have. Because there's a lot of times where you see and you know that, you know, in this moment, I shouldn't. But I did anyway. So uh, you stood at the altar or whatever. It wasn't even an altar. Or like a a conference room. Some uh, Yeah. (laughs) Okay, with like a PowerPoint thing behind you. And you just watched her walk down Man. to you. And you, but did she know that you weren't nah, in it? Nobody knew. Nobody, there was a whole surprise Somebody thing. Nobody knows. Well, they, the production knew and they did this surprise thing. It was all from oh, a good hearted place. Okay, it was from okay. a good hearted place. But to really show you how um, life works, where you're not really supposed to, you know, you should not ignore these red flags, is yeah. she ended up, after this long relationship that we had, which was kind of long, she ended up going back and marrying the guy she was with before she was with me. Oh, my God. Yeah, isn't that sweet? I just got the goosies. Yeah, yeah. This it's has got to be a things. Lifetime movie with yeah. Gabrielle Union. Yeah, so you, you never know, you know? You or never Queen know when Latifah. you stop in life by making unsmart decisions, yeah. yeah so you like, just said the words... Um, in sickness and in health, death to his part. You did all that. Man. And then you said, I do. Man. And then you kissed her. Man. And then you danced to Jodeci all nah, my life we didn't afterwards. Do all that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Deborah Cox was singing at the wedding, though. Oh, yeah. see, now why you got a name drop? Because at least, it, I, at least I had a star there. <laughs> was your wedding song Stranger in My I House? I don't know what it was. <laughs> Anyways, we have so much more show. You guys ready to get more show going on? Yes! So excited about my first guest. She's a comedian and writes for The Tonight Show. She has a new project called Joe Para Talks With You. Please welcome my homegirl, Joe Firestone! You remember my friend Robert? Yes. What's up? Hi. So, little known fact about Joe here and the show and the stage is that when we were doing a pilot about a year and a half ago for WNYC Studios, um, she was one of my guests. It was so fun. Did you have fun? Oh, yeah. I did. I did. You gave me a song. I did. Are you still doing songs? I'm not doing songs anymore. I'm just oh. like, I can't be that girl. I think you can. Do you guys want to hear the song? Yeah. 
It's really good. It's really good. She's a writer for The Tonight Show. Now she's on my show. Please help me welcome Joe Firestone. on the show and I remember the night that you were here I learned a lot too I don't want to give it away I have a clip let's roll it I've had worse jobs you've had worse than filling out an application at the food court in the mall yeah I didn't get a lot of the I applied for every food shop I didn't get an interview at Dippin' Dots what is Dippin' Dots what what's <laughs> is it in the is it in Jersey wait what are you t- t- Wait, what no, are you talking about? Are you about? Ask, really asking me what I'm talking about, or you can't believe that I don't know it? Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> you said you worked at. You tried to get a job at where? Dippin' Dots. And then you said Dippin' Dives. What? <laughs> Wait, you what know is Dippin' Dots? Dippin' Dots. Dippin' Dots. What, what do you think? What do you think ice cream will be like in the future? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You is that it? I don't even know it's what like to, space I ice cream. It's oh. little bitty. It's like these little balls of ice cream that I guess mesh together in your mouth <laughs> and make what a spoon of ice cream would usually taste like. <laughs> What's the that, point? You're putting a spoon in your mouth anyways. What is going on? Wait, dipping dots. You haven't even seen the words dipping dots. <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't understand what you were saying. Like, Dippin' Docs sounds like Dippin' Decks. I couldn't, I didn't know what it was. What's Dippin' Decks? That's what I was trying to find out. <laughs> Dippin' Docs, you gotta Google it. I'm gonna, t- you gotta, go- they serve them at Crumbs. What's Crumbs? No. <laughs> Look, if they don't have it in Best Time, I don't know it. Oh my God. Oh, my God. oh Joe. Oh, Joe. You know what I realized? I think all the crumbs are gone. The crumb stores. I think they're gone. Are there any more crumbs? There is? Where's the crumbs? Yeah. There's a crumbs in Fidei? What's Fidei? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Where are you? Are you guys talking about flyover states? <laughs> that, I mean, um, I Googled you before you came on the show, and the internet says you were born in Brooklyn. It also says you were born in St. Louis. Hmm. Are you hiding from someone? Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm for, I'm, I was born in St. Louis. That's kind of cool, though. The, the internet says I was born in Brooklyn. Yeah, I guess you just have a Brooklyn vibe. Wow, well, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> Did you work at a Dippin' Dots in St. Louis? No, I didn't get the job. <laughs> it's so rude of you to remind me. <laughs> Why didn't you get the job? I think I was too eager. <laughs> but I ended up getting a job at a movie theater. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that was my first official job. And uh, it was a one-screen movie theater. Oh. And so you had to go in real fast in between the screenings to clean up. Mm. And uh, it was always like the credits were rolling, so it was dark. And I thought maybe I was cleaning up the popcorn, and I thought maybe I thought I found the biggest popcorn. <laughs> and I was so excited that I found the biggest popcorn. I was going to tell my coworkers. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then I, I picked it up, and it was somebody's bottom teeth. No! <laughs> Did they come back for it? Yeah. <laughs> they were really coy about it. They were like, 
I believe you have something that belongs to me. <laughs> so many follow-up questions. Yeah, I don't sure. know where to start. Sure. That was your first job. Yeah. You had to wear a uniform, obviously. There was an apron. There was an apron, and I got to wear a tie. Ooh. How'd that go over? You know, ties with... If you have breasts, yeah. ties have to fall somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they can fall... It's like suspenders. It's like they can go on the inside or the outside. Yes. And there's or on top and divide the breasts into four. Yeah. Do you still keep in touch with people from the movie theater? No, nobody. And then I and then, but I do I do keep in touch with people from I I got a job as a, a waitress mm-hmm. after that. When it, first job out of college, I got a job as a waitress. You're and, too nice to be a waitress. Well, that was the problem cuz I <laughs> I got I was really kicked around. I well, I got a, I was so excited for a nickname. Oh. You, you know, you get a nickname when you work at a restaurant? No, I didn't know. Oh, you get a nickname and you think it's going to be cool and it's always bad. Yeah. Uh, and I got the nickname little piece of crap. <laughs> And it stuck. No, you did not. I got called Little Piece of Crap, and I responded to it for six months. I am so sorry for your loss. No big deal. So do you, uh, when did you make the transition from St. Louis to New York, and do you still talk to anybody in St. Louis? I still talk to a lot of people from St. Louis. Okay. I love St. Louis. Cool. Yeah. What's good about St. Louis? Oh, they got... The Ark? It's the arch. Oh, arch. <laughs> cool. Let me know. Let me know your ways. Um, we, we also have a cake. You have a cake? Yeah. It's called gooey butter cake. Oh, I've had the ooey gooey shit. What? It's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it tastes like diabetes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah. It's got lots of different textures, but all the same taste. God, that's, that's such a good log line for, like, a Tinder profile. Oh, my gosh. It that's, is. That gives you a lot of layers to what that person must be like. I've never been on Tinder. Are you dating now? I'm single, and I'm afraid of the Tinder. Why? I don't want to see... I don't want to see... What do... <laughs> What's, what happened with your last relationship? It's done. <laughs> It's done. So now I'm, I, you know, summer. <laughs> Everyone says you should have sex in the summer, but that seems like the worst time. It is. It's the worst time. Can yeah. you imagine the smells? <laughs> have you ever had sex in the summer? I got married in the summer, so I had sex in the summer. It's awful. But you just have to, like, really lean into the smell. Oh, can you imagine? The sheets. <laughs> I read this article on Time Out New York where it took you a long time to do stand-up before you moved to the, when you moved to the city. Why did it take you so long? You're so funny. I'm afraid of... I'm afraid. I'm still afraid. I still get nervous. I think sometimes I've talked to you before shows where I've been like, are, you, are we nervous? And you're like, mm-mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, nervous of what? Are we so, the same? You're, you're funny like, no. every time. No, I would think that about you. Remember, sometimes you'll be like, this show is rough. And then I'll go up and I'll be like, that show was so rough. And they'll be like, well, Michelle killed. And I'm like, of course, Michelle killed. You ha- you're always like, I don't have material. And then you're like, have 12 minutes of just beauty. Feelings. 12 minutes beauty. of feelings. Remember, remember your crumbs joke? Oh, my God. <laughs> Do they know your crumbs joke? 
No. I don't remember my crumbs joke. What? No, I don't remember. What are you talking about? This is like the best joke I ever heard in my life. Oh my God, I don't remember. I was just riffing. No, no. I could have had an hour special. I don't remember. That's why I'm doing the podcast, so I can remember shit. Oh no. What was the crumbs? Wait, it was so funny. I found it on my titty. I find a lot of stuff on my titty. My titty is my my body's lost and found. Write that down! Okay, I'm um, so no, glad I that's love recorded. This bit of yours. You have this bit about soup. Oh, yeah. I hate soup. <laughs> Why do you hate soup so hard? I eat it every day. You eat it every day? Every day I eat it. And every day I think it's too hot. Because <laughs> I actually, my family can't eat hot food. Can I tell you what we do as, as children? Please. So as children, we, we weren't allowed, like, we had really strict dinner table rules. Like, it was really strict. We weren't, like, allowed to, like, do any, like, we had a lot of table manners. Yeah. But uh, the only thing we were allowed to do was uh, if our meat was too hot, we were allowed to cut our meat and hold it up to the light until it stopped steaming. So, uh, like, are you Amish? <laughs> This sounds like an Amish activity. It was crazy. We would all just for minutes hold our meat up to the light. Do you have pictures? No, because there's no pictures allowed at the table. It was very strict. Did you have to sign an NDA before you went to dinner? <laughs> yeah, kind of. But it was, we would always be doing this, and my mom was the only one that didn't hold her meat up to the light. She's a badass bitch. Yeah, she could hold it. She could hold them. Can you eat hot? I can eat hot, but I go, ha, ha. <laughs> As I do it, Rob, can you eat hot? Nah, I like lukewarm. Would you ever hold your meat up to the light? <laughs> if it was hot. Yeah. <laughs> oh like my God. All right, we got to take a break. We got to take a pause for the cause. More with Joe Firestone when we oh come back. Oh my gosh. Late Thank night, you. whatever. I mean, Rob, we are learning so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's an informative episode. <laughs> Joe, are you having a good time? Yes. <laughs> oh my God, so excited to bring my next guest out. You have seen him motherfucking everywhere on the Today Show, The View. He also works on a podcast called Star Talk and has a podcast of his own called Not So Nice Advice. Please help me welcome comedian host Chuck Knight. Oh my god, we oh my look goodness. like we look like everybody at like my cookout. <laughs> so Chuck, I don't even remember when I met you, but I will oh, say it's this. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, but when I first started comedy um, 17 years ago, um, I remember seeing you on stage and you just commanded the room in a way where I was just like, I can't wait to be him. Like I can't wait to have that confidence. And then I would see you on like all the talk shows. I'm like, fuck, this guy's got he's doing his fucking thing. Like, you know, you, I don't want to be like Steve Harvey, but you've got that likable thing where you can go in any room and it could be awkward and people could be from all walks of life and somehow you make them laugh and you bring them together. How you do that? Well, I, I have to say that uh, I think that comedy and the way I approach it is I'm having a party 
and everybody is welcome to join. And if you don't want to join, then you can die. And, <laughs> and seriously, that's it. It's like I am really having a great time when I am on stage. Yeah, you can like, tell. I love, I love it. And when I look out, and I have to say this, a lot of comedians, I don't care if people laugh or not. I don't give, like, that's not what I do this for. Yeah, too cool you know, for school. Yeah, I gotta, this is my process, and so this is what I do. And I'm just like, you are so full of shit. Yeah, you care. Be- you care. You care. Because when you look out at an audience and you see people smiling, like, there's something about a smile. There's something about a human face that when your cheeks swell with this, like, very low-grade joy. That's my resting face. <laughs> and I feel like you have done the grind. I remember, God, I don't what show it was we were doing, but you were talking about doing um, stand-up and then also hosting QVC. Oh, my God. Oh, you. So my very first job on camera, which, by the way, I'm very grateful for because it was a, an education in so many things, including racism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as I throw a little shade. Uh, but <laughs> my very first job on camera was a host for QVC. And I just told jokes instead of selling the stuff. Oh, wow. But I ended up selling like a lot of stuff yeah. without even trying. And I will never forget, they have these like employee evaluations. And so uh, the guy, I won't give his last name, but his name was Jack, which should tell you everything. <laughs> But we're doing an employee evaluation, right? And so he goes like this. He puts on the tape, because, you know, everything you do is on camera, right? And so he puts on the tape, and I make a joke about a comforter. I'm selling a comforter. And I make a joke, and he goes like this. (laughs) Yeah, we don't need that. Ooh. And, I'm, and I go like this. You do realize that uh, I sold like $40,000 worth of comforters at 3 o'clock in the morning. Ooh, that's a lot of comforters. What that's, was the joke? Uh, was it sexual? It was kind of sexual. And uh, that's why they didn't like it. But, you know, everybody's upset about sex. Mm-hmm. You know, that's America. So you've been with your wife for 20 years? I have been married for 20 that years. That is amazing. I'm not even 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> Wait please, please don't clap. I hate this bitch. Um... <laughs> That's wait, a hold joke. up now. That is a joke. So wait a minute. How did you propose to your wife? Um, so my wife didn't like me when we first met. And I never thought she would actually marry me. And so you know how guys do like these big proposals? And I actually thought she would say, you know what? This is very nice what you're doing. And I really appreciate it. But it's probably not the thing we should do. I really thought that was going to be the answer. Mm-hmm. And so the way I proposed was I had just made her some dinner. and Food is good. I love food. Go on. <laughs> Go on. I'm, I'm into it. Good for you. And um, afterwards, I, 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 I basically uh, took out the ring and, I, and it was... Wait, wait, I, wait. Hold up now. Hold up now. Was there um, a candle involved? No, no. It okay. was like, because I didn't want to... Give it away. Yeah. And I didn't want to like hype it 
because I honestly thought she would just be like, oh. Were you nervous? Did you finish your food? I did not eat. And I was very nervous, to be okay. honest. Okay. Were you like farting? Let's, first of all, you should know this. What Did I what? Were you farting? No, okay. I'm not. I'm not gassiest ever. Oh, my God. I'm yeah. so gassy when I'm nervous. No, I'm not. Yes. Cool. So Michelle much- Buteau, gone with the wind. <laughs> um, but so- anyway, long story short, long story short, uh, I basically took the ring and said to her, Hey, um, this is exactly how I feel for the rest of my life. Do you want to do this? That is the most inartful proposal ever. It's the end of every Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan movie. Is it? It is. You need to watch the movies, honey. You got to save the bookstore. (laughs) (laughs) So she said yes to the dress up? And she said yes. And that was, and that was, and listen, I uh, I plan to only be married once in my life, and 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 this is the person. So and Aww. now here we are, twenty years later, with three kids and uh, three kids. Yeah, they all have their own bedroom. Um, they actually do all have their own bedroom. Oh, you doing it right in life? They got well, their no, own bedroom. one of them doesn't live with us anymore. So. Okay. Do you ever want to? Because I know Joe that you've worked with your dad before. They've hosted um, shows together and did and wrote a game show together or like a game together. Yeah. Plunderdome. Plunderdome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, awesome, though. Would you ever work with your daughter? Um, my daughter would never work with me. And I would work with any of my children. But the fact is, they, they, I'm very difficult to work with, period. And so, no. The answer is they would never do it. So, speaking of being tough to work with, you work with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Who is not tough to work with. Neil and I get what is, along. What does he very- smell like? What Are you intimidated by how smart he is? Does he have a pinky ring? Go on. Okay. Um, he smells like Jasmine. Um, he is not intimidating to work with because he's a very gracious person. Oh, yes. um, I, I enjoy it immensely. And uh, I kiss his pinky ring all the time because he pays my check. What do you guys talk about? To be honest, here's the thing. When you're around Neil, all you talk about is science. Perfect. Perfect. Um, I feel like you have been on a lot of different talk shows, and you've been on a lot of different shows, too. If you guys... Well, I was going to ask you a question. If you guys get, like, have your dream talk show in another country, where would it be? And why? France. Why in France? I've never been to France. Oh, you gotta go. Okay. And you? If I had a, what was the question? If you had a talk show in a different country, what country and why? Oh, God, let's see. Can't take France. You can take a French colonized island. <laughs> or perhaps a Lebanon. Just because of that. I'm going it's with, uh, where, where, wherever it is that they play soccer with a goat's head, I forget the name of the country. Oh There's a country Queens? They... Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty radical in fucking Queens. Absolutely. What kind of talk shows did you guys grow up watching? Uh, I'm going to go, uh, I, of course, you know, Carson is somebody that... Carson would... Daly? Yes. <laughs> it's exactly... Oh, around forever. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I was like, Chuck, I didn't figure you for a TRL head, but <laughs> now I know. Man. What about you? I think I, I grew up on Jerry Springer and Ricky Lake. 
Ooh, yeah. Wow. Go, Ricky. Go, Ricky. God, she was out before plus size uh, clothes really came out. What a pioneer. Yeah. Did you know that Dr. Phil is someone different than Phil Donahue? <laughs> and on that note, it's time to talk to some audience members who have some questions. But you know what? They're just asking for a friend, but we know what that really means. I wish I had my phone on me so I could track that. That was a thousand steps. Thank you. It was in my heart. Okay, where is Dolores? Dolores? Hi. Oh, my God. Give Dolores the microphone. Dolores. Dolores, how old are you? (laughs) Uh, 19. Sorry. You're 19? Yeah. Oh, my God. My bra is older than you. (laughs) What's your question for your friend? Um, so I have a friend, um, and she has recently been, like, rejecting cunnilingus with her boyfriend, which is not usual. <laughs> I'm already so uncomfortable because you're so young. <laughs> but that's okay. I'm a cool auntie. Keep going. Um, but my friend is trying to figure out, like, how do you, um, how does one tell their partner that they have a yeast infection? Oh, <laughs> Somebody just goes, ew. (laughs) Look, you don't know what they put in that bread. You can't judge that vagina. Um, Okay, so your friend, (laughs) wink, wink, needs to tell her boyfriend that she can't do the six to the nine because she got a situation. (laughs) Yes? You put the itching situation. saying just like not now not in the mood things ain't right I gotta figure it out you could be I mean your friend could be very um mysterious also if you just uh if your friend just dates them for more than a year that'll stop you know you won't have to worry about him going down on her anymore that's no problem hope we helped (laughs) you had an air horn the whole fucking time Nah, I just pulled that up. Shit. Nah. Fingers are quick. Timing. Maria, where's Maria? Last question. Hi, Maria. Hi. What's your question for your friend? Uh, so my question is, so my friend met this guy, right, on the weekend. And then they hit it up. The guy was super extra hot. Um, he has her number. And then next day he texted her. And then suddenly he stopped texting her so she doesn't know if she should like has been like a few days after that so she doesn't know what to do like should she reach out to him again or wait or wait for what I don't know if your friend wants it your friend should call it up and get it (laughs) what the fuck's wrong with you motherfuckers not clapping for that shit you sexless asshole oh my god are you gonna pass by a buffet and be like I don't know No one's inviting me in to get some food, but I'm really hungry. Go get that shit. 
shit. Sorry, tell your friend to get that shit. <laughs> Chuck, what say you? Listen, you're talking to... Like, why the fuck are you talking to me about this shit? I've been married for 20 years. I don't know. No idea. Clearly, you're having a meltdown right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Rob, any advice? Uh, nah. <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, look, it, it, besides the obvious, you know, if... What's the obvious? You know, the obvious is one of those things that, like, look, people lose interest a lot quicker nowadays than they have yeah, before. You know true. what I'm saying? And so you can't take it personal. You know, you can't take it. God, it makes me sad. But I feel like your friend is a really beautiful girl that's tall and skinny, much like you. <laughs> so she might be all right. All right, Maria, She's good a luck. delicious buffet. Just go and get it. Yeah, it's a delicious buffet. This is making me hungry, legit. Oh, my God. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Fucking Chuck Nice and Joe Firestone. Amazing. Uh, Rob, what have we learned tonight? So many things. So many naughty, naughty things. I mean, I learned that I have to write stuff down. Otherwise, I'll never remember it. I learned that, you know. I think she's having a good time. I learned that, you know, if you see something... Like, in your mind, you got to say something. Like, red flags are real. For better or for worse, I also learned that a piece of popcorn will never, ever be that motherfucking big. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. I also learned you've been holding out on me, motherfucker, with the Google and the air horn. Yes, what a pleasant surprise. It's an early Kwanzaa for a bitch. In the meantime, in between time, I'm your host, Michelle Buteau. That's Rob Lewis. And this has been motherfucking late night. Late Night Whenever is brought to you by WNYC Studios. This podcast is produced by Joanna Solitareff, Paula Schumann, Jennifer Sendro, Daniel Guimet, Adam Teicholtz, Jamie York, and Marianne Schauberg. With Isaac Jones, Chase Colpin, Sarah Sambach, Caroline English, and Melissa Chusid. Music by Rob Lewis. Add music by Isaac Jones. Follow at Whenever on Twitter so you can stay abreast. LOL, I said abreast. Just be like, a titty. <laughs> okay. And don't forget to subscribe to Late Night Whenever, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty for subscribers. Subscribe to my feed. Okay, like my parents love me, I get it, but they don't give me enough attention and I'm 40 and I'm doing this. So when I see those numbers rise, I know that you love me. Do you love me? If you don't, it's fine. I don't need it, but I'd love it. It's fine. I get it. I know how to read a room. Are you walking out already? No, you're sitting down and turning me off. Oh my God, I'm like Alexa. I just creep up on you when you don't expect it.